This podcast is made possible by thousands of dedicated listeners just like you. Be a part of this powerful three-decade legacy of evangelization by visiting materdayradio.com or downloading the Hail Mary media app. And thank you for joining us on the bridge between your faith and everyday life. Day Radio proudly presents The Glory of the Mass with Terry Ross. From the earliest roots of the Christian faith, music has played a central role in holy worship. For the next hour, let your spirits soar as we highlight selected pieces of beautiful sacred music from the rich history of the Catholic liturgy. Now, here's the host of The Glory of the Mass, Terry Ross. Welcome to the Glory of the Mass, a weekly program devoted to beautiful sacred music performed as part of the Catholic liturgy. I'm your host, Terry Ross, and in today's program we'll concentrate on music for two feast days that fall this week. The Feast of Corpus Christi, which is the Sunday after Trinity Sunday, June 19th, and the Feast of the Most Sacred Heart of Jesus, which we'll celebrate on Friday, June 24th. Both of these major feasts focus on the physical aspect of Jesus Christ, Corpus Christi, on the presence of his blood and flesh in the Eucharist, and Sacred Heart on Christ's heart as a symbol for his love of humanity. The Feast of Corpus Christi, in Latin, it's Dies Sanctissimi Corporis et Sanguinis Domini Jesu Christi, Day of the Most Holy Body and Blood of Jesus Christ the Lord, is also known as the Solemnity of Corpus Christi. It celebrates the real presence of the body and blood, soul and divinity of Jesus Christ in the elements of the Eucharist. The feast is liturgically celebrated on the Thursday after Trinity Sunday, or when the solemnity of the most holy body and blood of Christ is not a holy day of obligation, it is assigned to Sunday after the most holy Trinity, which is the case this year. The institution of Corpus Christi as a feast resulted from approximately 40 years of effort on the part of Juliana of Liege, a 13th century Norbertine canoness, also known as Juliana de Cornillon, born at the end of the 12th century in Liege, Belgium, a city where there were groups of women dedicated to Eucharistic worship. Guided by priests, these women lived together, devoted to prayer and to charitable works. Orphaned at the age of five, Juliana and her sister Agnès were entrusted to the care of the Augustinian nuns at the convent and leprosarium of Montcornillon, where Juliana developed a special veneration for the Blessed Sacrament. She always longed for a feast day outside of Lent in its honor. This desire was enhanced by a vision she had of the church under the appearance of a full moon with one dark spot, which signified the absence of such a solemnity. In 1208, she reported her first vision of Christ himself, in which she was instructed to plead for the institution of the Feast of Corpus Christi. This vision was repeated for the next 20 years, but she kept these a secret. When she eventually relayed them to her confessor, he told the bishop. Juliana also directly petitioned Robert de Torette, Bishop of Liège. At that time, bishops could order feasts in their diocese, so in 1246, Bishop Robert ordered a celebration of Corpus Christi to be held each year on the Thursday after Trinity Sunday. 
The first such celebration occurred at St. Martin's Church that same year. Hugh of Saint-Cher traveled to Liège as Cardinal Legate in 1251, and, finding that the feast was not being observed, reinstated it. In the following year, he established the feast for his whole jurisdiction, Germany, Dacia, Bohemia, and Moravia, to be celebrated on the Thursday after the Octave of Trinity, one week later than had been indicated for Liège, but with a certain elasticity, for he granted an indulgence for all who confessed their sins and attended church on a date and in a place where the feast was celebrated. Jacques Pantaleon of Troyes was also won over to the cause of the Feast of Corpus Christi during his ministry in Liège as archdeacon. It was he who, having become Pope Urban IV in 1264, instituted by papal bull the solemnity of Corpus Christi on the Thursday after Trinity as a feast for the entire Latin Church. Devotion to the Sacred Heart of Jesus is one of the most widely and well-known Roman Catholic practices, taking Jesus Christ's physical heart as a representation of his divine love for humanity. Devotion to the Sacred Heart can be clearly traced back to at least the 11th century. It marked the spirituality of St. Bernard of Clairvaux in the 12th century and of St. Bonaventure and St. Gertrude the Great in the 13th. The beginnings of a devotion toward the love of God as symbolized by the heart of Jesus are found even in the fathers of the church, including Oregon, St. Ambrose, St. Jerome, St. Augustine of Hippo, and St. Cyprian, who referred in this regard to the Gospel of John. But the first liturgical feast of the Sacred Heart was not celebrated with episcopal approval until as late as 1670 in the major seminary of Rennes, France, through the efforts of St. John Eude. Its date has been fixed as 19 days after Pentecost on a Friday. You may already know that in these programs, we focus on the parts of the Mass that are traditionally sung by a cantor or choir. Of these, there are ten. Five of them are on texts particular to the day of a church calendar, and five others, called the ordinary, whose texts are unchanging, are used at many different times of the church year, such as today's Mass by the 16th century Spanish composer Francisco Guerrero, who was born and died in Seville. These ten alternate with one another throughout the Mass until the final distribution of the Eucharist at Communion. The first five of these are called the proper because the text of each is specific to the day it is sung. Today we'll hear just two of these, the Alleluia, sung after the second reading, and the Communion, sung while the gifts are distributed to the congregation. I found a beautiful motet setting for the Alleluia. The Communion proper will be sung in traditional Gregorian chant. And we'll also enjoy all five parts of the ordinary, the Kyrie, the Gloria, the Credo, the Sanctus, and the Agnus Dei, in the form of Francisco Guerrero's Misa de la Batalla, which is based on a chanson La Bataille, The Battle, by the French composer Clément Jeanquin. Jeanquin lived about a generation before Guerrero, but his music was broadly circulated due to the invention of printing in the mid-15th century. Let's listen now to Jeanquin's chanson. It's sung for us by a group called Les Cris de Paris, The Cries of Paris. Oh, 
the chanson by Clément Jonquin called La Bataille, upon which our Mass Ordinary today, the Misa de la Bataille, is based. Now we can begin our Mass Ordinary by Francisco Guerrero. The first up is the Curie, the Lord Have Mercy, sung for us by the Sixteen.
We've heard the Kyrie of Guerrero's Mass Ordinary for Corpus Christi. The Gloria follows directly after, so let's let the 16 continue this Mass with Guerrero's setting of the greater doxology.
we've been listening to the generous setting of the Gloria from Francisco Guerrero's Misa de la Batalla. And before moving on to our Alleluia proper, I'd like to insert a text suitable for Corpus Christi, Ave Verum Corpus, Hail True Body. This motet, performed by the British ensemble Stile Antico, was composed by the English master William Byrd in the 16th century.
We've been listening to William Byrd's gorgeous motet, Ave Verum Corpus, composed for the Feast of Corpus Christi more than 400 years ago. Now we can move on to the Alleluia proper, Caro Mea, My flesh is meat indeed, and my blood is drink indeed. This is offered in a motet setting by the Venetian composer and organist of the late Renaissance, Andrea Gabrielli, who was a contemporary of Palestrina's. The performers are the Capella Marciana, the choir and instrumentalists of St. Mark's Basilica in Venice.
That was our Alleluia for Corpus Christi, Caro Mea, set as a motet by the Italian master Andrea Gabrielli. Next in the order of the Mass comes the Nicene Creed, or Credo. Here we'll return to Guerrero's Mass as sung by the Sixteen.
That was a central bit of today's Mass Ordinary, the Credo, in a setting by Francisco Guerrero in his Misa de la Batalla. Next up today in the order of the Mass Ordinary comes the Sanctus. But before we get to that, I'd like to insert another Ave Verum Corpus, Hail True Body, this time by the brilliant and prolific Renaissance composer Orlando Di Lasso. The singers are the New York Ensemble Pomerium. That was Avi Verum Corpus by Orlando di Lasso, a motet, as we've seen, that is very applicable to the feast of Corpus Christi. And now we may return to our Mass Ordinary with the Sanctus of the Misa delle Battaglia by Francisco Guerrero. Guerrero is one of the ornaments of the High Renaissance, along with his contemporary and compatriot Tomas Luis de Victoria, Palestrino, Lasso, and Bird. He led a very adventurous life, 
and ended his days as music director at the Cathedral of Seville, his hometown. For the short Sanctus and Benedictus of Guerrero's Misa de la Batalla. And now we shall finish our Mass Ordinary with Guerrero's Agnus Dei, or Lamb of God.
We've heard the Agnus Dei of Francisco Guerrero's Misa de la Batalla, and with it, we've come to the end of today's program. I hope you've enjoyed Guerrero's Mass Ordinary for the Feast of Corpus Christi. And I hope you tune in next Sunday as we celebrate the 13th Sunday in Ordinary Time and the Feast of Saints Peter and Paul. The Glory of the Mass is produced by Patrick Ryan. I'm your host, Terry Ross, wishing you a joyous Corpus Christi. This has been The Glory of the Mass with Terry Ross, a weekly examination of the beautiful music of the sacred liturgy of the Catholic Church. For more information about this program, including a playlist from today's show, visit The Glory of the Mass online at materdayradio.com. The Glory of the Mass is produced at the studios of Mater Dei Radio in Portland, Oregon. If you enjoyed this podcast, please consider sharing it with a friend. You can support this vital mission of evangelization through materdayradio.com or the Hail Mary media app. And thank you for helping us lead souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary.